0: Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, family. Oh, good afternoon, but well, technically we started in the morning. Trust where everyone's doing good. Amen. It's a new month. It's a new beginning for some. We're not moved by what we see. We're only moved by the word of God. Happy Pentecost Sunday, family. You know, last month was a challenging month, wasn't it? It was a challenging month, but we overcame, and we're standing, because we are overcomers. And that's why we're here today, to share the goodness, the faithfulness, the favor, the mercy, the provision of our almighty God. Why are you here today? I believe you're here because you honor God. You could be in your beds, sleeping, but because you love God and you honor him. That is why you're here today. So, Father, this morning we want to give you thanks. We thank you, Father, that even as we remember that it's Pentecost Sunday. You reminded us of what happened in the early church on Pentecost Sunday. How the anointing of God filled the room, the Shekinah glory. And Lord, this morning, we're asking that that Shekinah glory will fill this presence in the mighty name of Jesus. That no one Under the tone of my voice this morning, we go back the same. That, Lord, we would have a special encounter with you. A word for each and every one of us that would turn our lives around. For everyone that has come with a heart that is burdened. The Bible says you are the burden lifter. This morning, let us come and lay those burdens at the foot of the cross. As we have partaken in communion as a family, knowing fully well what Christ did for us all those years back, let us hold firm to our confession of faith this morning. That as your word comes forth, it will change us from the inside out. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles with you, which you should do, I want us to turn to Exodus 20, verse 12. Exodus 20, verse 12. And we've titled this month's message Where is my honor? Where is my honor? So if someone's asking for something, that means that it belongs to them, isn't it? Now, I'm going to do something. Vicky, where's my credit card? You don't have it? Are you sure you haven't got my credit card? So that means that I have no right to ask you for my credit card because you haven't got it. Right. Great. Okay. So if someone is saying, where is my honor? That means they have a right to it. Yeah? Yeah? We can all agree on that. Praise God. So Exodus 20, 12 says, honor thy father and thy mother in order that your days will be lengthened. On the land that your father, your God, is giving you. right? Deuteronomy 5.16. Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you. That your days may be long and it may go well with you. In the land that you, the Lord your God is giving you. Fast forward to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 from verse 1. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2 says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Why? So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. You know, (laughs) growing up, and I don't know about you, I'm sure, you know, some of you probably experienced it. When your parents call you three times, what does that mean? Lola. Lola, Ibi Lola, you better come running because they're trying to say something that is very, very important. And that's the same with God. I've just read just three scriptures, but there are more where God is speaking to us that same language. Honor thy father and thy mother. Where is my honor? You know, the thing is, if you ask any ordinary person, what does honor mean to you? Oftentimes, what they describe is respect and not honor. And when we grow up, when we're growing up, our parents instill respect in us. When we go to school, respect is instilled in us. Whether you like it or not, you have to respect. Otherwise, you get the cane. So, a lot of times, when people respect, they're not doing it because they want to do it. They're doing it because that is what is dictated of them to do. And because they know that if they don't do it, there's a consequence So let me just quickly share this with us to help us understand. Bear with me. Oopsie. No, don't do that. So I just want to break it down to us so that you know we we have a um a proper idea of what it means when it comes to honor. And then uh, that way we can separate it. So it says respect is a deep admiration for someone based. Everyone say based. 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 So that means that there's a condition to it. Based on their status, their qualities, their qualifications, their abilities, or... Their achievements. That's respect. So that means that when your parents say respect, it's because what? You're doing it because you respect them at that point in time. Because you have no concept as a child of honor. So you start off by respecting them. And when you go to school, it's the same thing. We clear on that? Amen. Amen. So that's because of their status. Your teacher is your teacher. Your boss is your boss. Now, let's look at honor very quickly. It says honor is so much higher and deeper in that it refers to a greater esteem. To honor someone, the person does not need to have a status to have those qualifications, to have those achievements, right? Now, yesterday, or over the weekend, the Golden Jubilee was being, uh, Platinum, Platinum, sorry, was being celebrated of the Queen. And you know, as I was driving in this morning, I thought, if the Queen was some lollipop lady, right, that stood at the school gates in the morning, would she get so much honor? She wouldn't. So all these people that have flown in from wherever it is, people that have spent days camping, are doing it because of her status. Let's take a look at Revelations four eleven. Revelations 4, And we sing this song. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Why? For thou hast created all things. For what? For his own pleasure. Every one of us and everything Was created. So if God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Is he not worth honor? And that is why. We have that topic. Where is my honor? Because sometimes like I said we respect. But we think that is honor. The Bible says that if you love me. You will do what? You will keep my commandments. In keeping God's commandments, we are honoring him. Because me and you know that it's not easy to keep those commandments. But because we know that we're doing it unto the Lord, we do it. Even though it costs us. And over the next few weeks, we'll talk about that. You see, when we don't walk in honor, by default, we're walking in dishonor. Jonah, go to Nineveh. That's the way to Nineveh. Oh, no, 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 no. He runs the opposite direction. Go that way. He's headed the opposite direction. That's dishonor. And some of us, God says... I want you to do this, do this. And you are binding the devil. Get thee behind me. You know the Bible says, he who knows to do good and does not do it is what? It is sin unto him. But you know when we look at sin, we look at all the obvious sins. Moses was asked to what? To touch the mountain. What did he do? He struck it in anger. All you people, you Israelites. Eli's boys were just meant to be there as priests unto the Lord. Simple instruction. And you know what? For each one of us, it could just be a simple instruction and we overlook it. This morning, I pray that the Lord will open our ears, open our hearts. So that we hear when the Lord is speaking to us. You see, because it starts with God. It starts with God. If we cannot honor God that gave us breath of life, how would we honor the people that he brings into our lives? You know, Jesus was speaking to... The Pharisees and the Jewish leaders, because they were always there. They always wanted to catch him out, always wanting to interview him and say, well, why is it that your disciples, you know, have not washed their hands and they're eating man-made culture, um, uh, man-made traditions. Because they wanted to catch him out. And he said, yeah, like really? You talk to me about your man-made traditions, yet you do not even follow the command of God. You talk to me about my disciples not washing hands. He says, and why do you, why do your traditions violate God the direct commandments of God. Matthew 15, if you're there, if you want to follow through, says, for instance, he even gives them an example. He says, God's law says, honor your father and your mother. And anyone who revels his parents will what? Die. It was that bad that if you dishonor your parents, it is a death sentence. He says, but you say, even if your parents are in need, you may give their, their support money to the church instead. And, by, and so, by your man-made rule, you nullify the direct command of God to honor and care for your parents. And he goes on to call them hypocrites. Because he says, these people honor me with their mouth, but their hearts are... Far away from me, lip service. If I turn around tomorrow and say, oh, you know what, I'm a doctor. Does that make me a doctor? No. The proof is, the proof of the food is in what? The eating. So if I say I'm a doctor, then I need to be able to diagnose, you know, certain ailments and treatments. So the fact that somebody says, oh, I honor you, oh, Lamb of God. Does that mean they actually honor God? Let's wait until something happens. And I say this to say that, you know, when we look at the words of those songs, let it just not be words that we sing to the nice drums and the beats. Let it be words that mean a lot to us. Let them be deep-rooted. You know, there are times that we leave service and I actually go to the back and I ask for a copy of the songs for the, for the day. And I do that for a reason. Because sometimes we get caught up in the drums and the guitar and the, you know, but we forget the words. What does it mean? To every single person that had composed those words, they've composed it as a prayer. As a thanks, it meant something to them. And that's why you find with some songs, when they're on there, people are crying. We're talking about honor. The psalmist says it this way: He says, I love what you command, I love it better than gold and gemstones. I honor everything that you tell me. And everything that is deceitful, I do away with. You know, I've known of people who have had the opportunity of a job of a lifetime. On maybe an oil rig somewhere. And for the next six months, they can't go to church. But they'll get the money. Oh, you have it in abundance. You know, I'll share this with you. Fala was offered, Pastor Fala was offered um, a job (laughs) in his early days when he was working for, for an oil company. And they said to him, oh, you know what? You'll be on the rig for about three months. And then, you know, after three months, you can come home for three months. And his wife looked at him and said, so what about Church. Oh, no, I'll come come to church when I come. He said, no, I didn't sign up to this. Because the longer you're away from God, the more difficult it becomes for you to walk and live in honor. You see, the world has its own description and interpretation of honor. I honor you for what you have. I honor you for what you can give me. You know, i have put it down this way. Honor is, is very similar to love. Honor is not about your emotions. Love is not about your emotions. You choose to love. I mean, for those of you who are married, do you wake up loving your spouse every day? Every single day you've been married. Oh, I love you. I love you. You are the only sugar in my tea. Is that what happens every single day? Of course not. But because you have chosen to love. And that is the same thing when it comes to honoring. Oh, my father was never there for me. Honor him. My mother was never there. Honor her. Because there's a reward. You know, with shame, I would say this. I didn't grow up honoring my mom because I had a lack of understanding. I was a daddy's girl through and through. And then when my dad passed on, my world fell apart. Literally. Because I did not see my mom in that place of honor. I wasn't saved. But the minute I understood what it meant to honor my goodness, if only I could turn back the clock. Honor costs, but it's very very profitable. Do you want to live well? Honor. And it's just not it's not just your biological parents. Anyone That has an authority that can speak live into your life. Honor them. Honor them. You see, the minute I chose that I was going to honor this woman, things changed for me. And every single day after that, that I called my mom, she would never put down the phone without saying, "I love you." Even up till now, in the state that she's in, there are times that I—I I, not that I forget to call, but I just get busy and I look at the clock and I'm like, "Oh, she's gone to bed," and then the next thing I hear my phone ringing, she's told someone, "Call her. I need to hear her voice." Honor. The only thing, that's the only thing you can give. Does it cost? It costs you time. It costs you money. But that is nothing compared to the promise of God. I want to live well. I want everything that I lay my hands to. I want it to prosper. And that is why I choose And I trust that every single one of us will choose to walk in honor. So first and foremost, you know, we're talking about honor. Honor unto what? Unto God. He's the author of it. And he knows what honor looks like. So someone will say, how do I honor God? We honor him through his written word. The psalmist says, thy word... Is a lamp unto my and a light to my path. That means that when we honor God, things that look and seem dark to us, God would open our spiritual eyes to see it. Where other people are struggling, we will not struggle because we're honoring God. And as a believer, as a child of God, there were things in the scripture that God would open our eyes. Not only we he open our eyes to see, but he would open our eyes to see what it actually means. And when we know what it means, we can walk in it. And we can, we can receive it because we know this is God's word for me. 2 Peter 1.3 2 Peter 1.3 It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for a godly life. We quote this scripture at least once a month. It says, we have received all of this by coming to know him. So if we are children of the most high God, I said it yesterday, I said, Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship. And those relationships need to grow every single day. The more we read the word, the more we get to know him. The more we get to know him, the more we get to know his promises. The more we get to know his promises, the more we can claim those promises and actualize them in our lives. So we get to honor God through his written word. In Ephesians, where it talks about, you know, honor your father and your mother. I ask the question, why does it say honor your father and your mother? Because when we are growing up, right, our fathers, our mothers, those are the first people that, they're the ones that train us. And that's why God said to Abraham, he says, I know him, for I have chosen him. That he will do what? He will teach his children's children concerning me. To do what? To follow the precepts of God. To follow the commandments of God. To honor. Those are the places. That, that, that's our first training, training ground. grounds." And, you know, as parents, we don't live in condemnation if we've not done it. Because there are things that we did not know because we were not saved. But when we come to the knowledge of the truth, it's important that we pass that truth on. Hallelujah. So we're talking about honor. And honor is not just unto, unto the parents or unto God. God wants us to honor you honor him in our bodies and you know i i i i i I talk about this um I talk about it because I feel that it's so important that whatever it is that we do, whatever we do in terms of you know just God God, God God, is interested in every little bit about our lives. This morning I got up. I didn't prepare, you know, yesterday. I was, I was quite tired. I was like, what, what am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? And I ask God, should I wear this? What should I? I had about three items on my bed. And, then, and I believed, you know, things like that. Even if you ask God, what should I eat today? He will tell you. God is interested in every area of our lives. So, is he interested in our bodies? Yes. He says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? He lives on the inside of us. We cannot separate God from our bodies. Because his spirit dwells in us. So he says, So if anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. Ouch! Doesn't that sound harsh? But you see, he's not really talking here about <coughs> the physical body. They're talking about doctrines in this context. But also, as a believer, if you have the Spirit of God in you, there are certain things. That you will not do to your body. You will not abuse your body. Because the thing is, when this earthly tent is gone, right, you cannot continue to live. You cannot continue to do the things that God has called you to do. So it's important that even though our spirit is always alive, we should also make sure that we're taking care of The body. So that the body can do the things that the spirit needs it to do. My spirit on its own cannot just walk into another building and want to preach. The only reason that you know that I'm standing here is because there's a body. Amen? So it's important that, you know, we take care of This temple. Hallelujah. The amplifier says, if anyone destroys the temple of God, corrupting it with false doctrines, calls it false doctrines. And that is why it's important that we guide our hearts with all diligence. Because out of it flows the issues of life. And what are those issues of life? The things that we do, the places we go to, the things that we say, the things that we hear. I was speaking to a friend of mine, and you know, that, that thing had really bothered me. You know, when you, 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 watch, um, you watch TV, and I don't know if any of you have heard it lately, where this advert comes up. Oh, one, one, in, one in how many people would have cancer in their lifetime. And every time it comes up, I'm like... No, not me. You know, the world is speaking to us through all these areas. And it's important that we guard our hearts. But you see, if we don't guard our hearts with the word of God, we will guard our hearts with the word of the world. The thing is, if we are so full of the word of God, the word of the world would not, not be able to penetrate. So as we guard our hearts with the word of God, in honoring God, we'll find that, you know, we can stand firm against every obstacle. The Bible talks about the rise of the enemy. Honor. You know, I remember, it's so funny, we talked about Zoe yesterday. I remember Zoe days. And I think something came up, and there was a brother that said something, and that stuck with me. (laughs) And I I don't know if, I, I can't remember exactly what the context was, but he said this. He says, listen, let him disrespect. He said, already he's brought a curse upon himself. And I think there was a situation, I don't know if it was a parent and a, you know, and a child. But the thing is, it's so, so true that if you don't walk in honor and respect, by default, you're walking in dishonor. And it's just so sad that now, in this generation, you see a lot of children that talk to their parents anyhow, talk to their elders anyhow, And they still expect that those same parents should leave an inheritance for them. You see, they, they, we, we've got to um, a generation where people have this entitlement mentality. We have an entitlement from God, don't we? But we have to do. What we need to do. We need to study his word. We need to have a relationship with him. We need to walk with him. We need to be obedient unto his word. How do you call yourself a joint heir with Christ? By accepting God as your, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this morning, you know, I just want to really encourage us. We're going to look at some more over the weeks, but before I finish, let's let's take a quick look at this because this is something that's so profound as well. Honoring the household of faith. Our brothers and sisters in Christ. Romans 12, Romans 12:10. 12, it says, "Love each other with genuine affection." And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Patient, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. It says, When God's people are in need, be ready to help them, and always be eager. To practice hospitality. You know the KJV puts it this way. He says be kindly affectioned. One to another with brotherly love. In honor preferring the other. Do we do that? Or do we struggle to do that? And I pray that if we do struggle that the Lord would help us. You see, our relationships with unbelievers end there. But when it comes to the household of faith, we have specific instructions. Because they are our brothers. And that's why we say when one is mourning, we're mourning with them. When they're rejoicing, we're also rejoicing with them. We serve God by serving our brothers and sisters. We serve God. We honor God by doing you know, by 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 serving his people, each one of us are called to a life of honor. That is the life that we've been called to. Amen. I'm going to wrap up here, but I hope we've had something from taking something from this. know that each one of us need to choose. We have to be intentional about it because it doesn't come naturally, especially when that person rubs you off the wrong way. You see, we respect because of status. We respect because of qualifications, because of qualities, because of what that person can do for us. But when it comes to honoring someone, you honor them because you choose to honor them irrespective. And I'm sure we come across people every day that we could give a piece of our minds to. But because of God, we choose to honor them. And as we choose to honor, God says, he says, I would honor those who what? Honor me. And if you dishonor me, I will dishonor you. This is the creator of the universe speaking there. So I trust that for each one of us, that will be forefront of our lives when we're dealing with people. That God, I want to honor you. And because I want to honor you, I honor this person. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, you have given us your word. You have told us, commanded us, that we need to honor. Sometimes it can be difficult. We're not shying away from the truth. Or we're not shying away from the fact. But the truth is, With you, all things are possible. So we're asking God this morning that you help us, Father, in areas where we are weak, in areas where we struggle to honor, that you help us to honor in the mighty name of Jesus. There is a promise of it being well with us. There's a promise of long life. There's a promise of benefits when we honor, oh God. So we're asking, Father God, as you said it unto the Israelites, you said it in the old dispensation, in the new dispensation, you're saying it and you continue to, to say it, Father God, that we should walk in honor. Our bodies are your temple. That even as, Father God, we walk in honor unto you, that, Lord, we will not abuse our bodies. We will not abuse our brethren. We will walk in honor unto you, unto the saints, we will do, Father, whatever it is you've called us to do. The psalmist says that I honor every word of yours. Let us take delight in your word, O God. Help us, Father God, where we struggle. Father, help us to know that your word, O God, is lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. O God, help us, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. This is our desire, O God. That, Lord, when we're weak, in you we will be made strong, oh God, in every area of our lives. And, Father, that, Lord, we will teach our children's children to walk, oh God, in honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We thank you, Father, for your word. The Bible says, once have you spoken, twice have we heard, oh God, that, Lord, your word will continually reside in our hearts in the name of Jesus. That, Father, where we miss it, oh God, that, Lord, we will, we will go back, oh God, and say, Lord, we've missed it. Lord, we'll be intentional, Father, with our walk with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. If you were blessed by today's message... Why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.